You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church lead pastor, Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the church in the world today. Well, hello, Northland family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Extra Takes. I'm your co-host, Pastor Josh, but I have a new co-host this week. Now, Matt, he's still here. I'm yes. here. But but we are we're pinch hitting yes. for for Joe. Our Joe's pitch any for Matt, and I think he's going to pull a Kirk Douglas. Now, Kirk, <laughs> now a Kirk Douglas. Yeah, see, the older people remember this. This was in the, I want to say, I knew it was in the sometime in the nine or in the eighties. Yes, Kirk Kirk Gibson came up. He was limping. He was hurt, and he knocked a home run. He as a pinch hitter, and they won the they won the World Series. Yeah. So, oh, Kirk Gibson. Kirk, what did I say? Kirk Douglas. Gibson. It's I Gibson. Think, oh, yeah, did I yeah. say Kirk Douglas? Yeah. Oh, that's the actor. That's yes. The actor. Sorry. All right. Kirk Gibson. Pardon me. So, <laughs> for those yeah. who remember, he's also he was also was a talk show host. It was another one that was a talk show host. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Again, hey, <laughs> digging deeper, extra takes. <laughs> we go deeper in everything from ice machines to Kirk Douglas and Kirk Gibson. So, anyways, well, Joe, welcome as the co-host. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and let her rip. Thank you. Peace be with you all. Thank you again. We we are here. Pastor Josh, and we have Pastor Gus still here. Thank you thank for you. hanging out. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Matt, uh, for allowing me to kind of step in. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yes. So, again, we are still here talking. We're on part two. Part two. Part two. So nice we had to do it twice. <laughs> the backstory of generosity, the purpose of generosity is flourishing. Again, just kind of a reminder, touching base. From our, we'll kind of close out our last part and kind of uh, go right into Pastor Gus uh, with Philippians. But the main points that we were talking about is generosity aims for flourishing, and or the same way we can put it as in generous people aim towards flourishing uh, for people and things they love. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to uh, go back to the way we broke down. God's systems, God's structures, and the way God has set us up for roles and responsibilities. So I'll go ahead and pass it to either one of the pastors. They're talking about, I want to go kind of into structure. And one of the statements that was made previously was how we are spiritually engineered to relate and reflect God's glory. Yeah, yeah. I like the way you know spiritually engineered. I mean spiritually engineered. So, um, so I, I mean I'll pass it to Gus to see if he's been paying attention over the last seven months of well actually even longer since you I mean we you and I met each other in December. Yes, yeah. Um, in December of 2021. So almost a year. I've known you almost a year. October, November. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. So. But yes, I'll turn it over to you. How is that engineered? Well, God created, I think, Joe, what we look, you use the word engineered. Mm -hmm. So I think what you relate that to this uh, is that God in his creation of a system and structure 
was putting in place how we have to be able to relate to him, relate to others, and how we are going to be able to operate. Because if God has created us, we are in a place that we made after his image. So you have to think about the engineering. God made us into his own image. I think we all go back to Genesis 1 and 2. <laughs> we just can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. So there is where God engineered, God created us to be able to relate to him, relate to others. And what he has given us is what we use to operate. Mm-hmm. And by operating, we're creating that which glorifies God. Mm. So if we've been hearing about what's the mission of God, you know, he's redeeming people who will not only flourish by his image and his kingdom in all spheres of life. Mm. So I think I see how God has engineered, how he has created us for his glory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I have nothing, yeah, nothing to add. So Gus, he actually gets an A, (laughs) a a hundred. So, yeah, I mean, relate, create, operate. And yeah, I mean, just to to expound, I mean, this is where, like, when you look at what God created and how he went to work, and we'll we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But we image him through what we yes. cultivate. Yes. So he's given us the raw materials. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cultivate. Yes. And by doing so, we're imaging him yes. because that's what he did. But ultimately, we're doing it for his glory, for his significance, his weight. Yes. And so, um, but yeah, so you, yeah, absolutely. And then tying that back to generosity, I think a lot of times we get from doing things or relating and reflecting for God's glory to from our glory. And we've used the phrase of generosity or greed. Mm. Mm. I want to can touch on the understanding, just kind of dig a little bit on that, just to understand that when we're doing it for him, and I don't know if I'm answering my own question, so that, yeah, yeah. that's the pastor in me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're preaching while you are asking the question. There you go. That, that is. That's, that's the classic pastor move there, yeah. there, Joe. So the difference of generosity and greed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what I got out of this message, because it was stunning to hear that in one of the three messages, oh, greed and generosity. Because when I think about greed, it's when it is about me. I'm forgetting that God is a generous God, the scripture we're using, for God so loved the world, he gave. So now I'm saying, give it to me. That is the greed. I'm not giving God who has given to me so that I can live in the way he has called me. I want my own, me, I. And so that's where the greed comes in. But if I'm really thinking about generosity, it's the love of God. Mm-hmm. And the things that he's given for me to love, you know, it's a people and things. And that love is reflecting back to God. Yeah. So I, I think when I and my greed is taking it off for myself, why do I exist? Why am I here mm-hmm. for the glory of God so that I can give back to him all that is? So I'm not, I don't want to be greedy. I want to be, a, you, you know, the whole point about generosity is love. Mm-hmm. That's not the way many of us have been taught. Mm-hmm. I think we've heard this, the, the misconception Yes. Generosity, you remember the points yes. uh, Pastor Josh made? That's not what we're talking about. Generosity is more than the love. I will give to what I love. So I give my life to God who loves me. Yeah. I will give my, he's going to be talking about this this week coming, my time, my talents, and my treasures because I love God. Mm. That is a generous God. Yeah. And if you think about Genesis 3, which, I, you know, I, and at mm. the very end of the series, I'll, I'll bring in Genesis 3, but. 
when you look at just love yes. and even the aim, yes. um, the very first question that the serpent asked Eve, did mm. God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? So he's 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 trying to get Eve to even question God's generosity and his love. Mm. You, you know, did God really say he's actually holding out on you? And so ultimately the, the fall came because they failed to realize that God actually really does love and they failed to love God back. And then what they did is they took wasn't they took what wasn't theirs to take because God said, do not eat from this tree. So by taking what God told them not to take, it wasn't theirs to take. Mm -hmm. And so it was greed. And so therefore, again, there's this idea. And then when you look at what ensued when they questioned God's love and when they failed to love God. Mm -hmm. And then when they took it upon themselves to take what God told them not to take, thereby instituting greed, I'm going to take what what I feel is owed me, it completely under, unraveled shalom. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, if you just think about the structures in which we live, un, you know, underneath the system of God, and we start operating those structures outside the system of God, there is no flourishing. Mm-hmm. Sure, there might be, again, what we see afterwards, there's functionality, but there's not flourishing. So could it be, and again, I'm setting it all up still too, but could it be the reason why our families do not flourish, our churches do not flourish, is because of this thing called greed, because we actually love ourselves way more than we love the people and the things and the structures that we are called to love. And and greed goes against the very nature of God. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. gosh, wow. yes. That's I mean, yeah, that was thinking because when you can't look at you can't look at Genesis 1 and 2 and go, man, that's a, that's a greedy God. E- even you can't even make the argument that because God creates for his own glory that that he's somehow greedy. Good night. He's sharing in that glory. That's the whole the whole thing of the image and likeness. I'm creating my prized creation in a way to share who I am with you so that you can have my share of glory. And it, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, wow. yeah. he didn't do it out of need. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. I mean, that's, that's the thing. And then that's where, you, you know, when I, and again, I, it's so hard in this series not to get ahead of myself. <laughs> but but when I'm you trying. think about when, 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 when you think about flourishing and you look at just animals. You, you, you know, um, I, I mean, like, you know, take take an octopus. I mean, he could have gave an octopus two hearts, not not three. Yeah. You know, he could have gave them like just – could you imagine an octopus trying to swim with one ten- tentacle? No. I mean, that, that would be, that would be you know, a, a, a god that is, that is uh, uh, you, you know, I don't even know the word I would say, but maybe – anyway. So uh, – but I couldn't imagine an octopus sling, you know, swimming with our, a greedy god. Like, he, he should have gave the octopus a couple more arms. Well, he did. Eight of them, to be exact, with little suction cups. So, I mean, you, know, you think about the complexity of, again, once again, the human body. Uh, I, I mean, again, when all of these these these, these elements work together – we, we do. We, we we flourish. But could you imagine us? Could you imagine a human being with with one leg in the middle? Mm. Like, it, 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 like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like, just how we were built. That's why I love the the statement that I made a couple of weeks ago that I read from the book Generosity of Creation. Is that when you look at when you look at creation design, when you look at human beings, you actually see the gratuitousness of God. Mm. Like you see the generosity of God in action because he gave us everything we needed for flourishing. 
Mm. You, you know, not just one eye. We got two eyes. Mm. Um, you know, so it, yeah, it, it is. It's just amazing God's generosity and creation. Mm. Wow, that is wonderful. Um, and then, kind of just uh, somewhat closing out what we were talking about. Before I bring it up, we are part of this series, and we stated at the beginning that there was going to be a verse recited by everyone at each service. Before I get into the question, yep. I want to know, are the services remembering that we're supposed to? <laughs> you know, are they paying attention from previous weeks? Or are they coming in blind? Just I, I think after week two, people got it. Okay. So week one, my experience was people who had learned it in the King James Version, and they said, oh, you put it up there, Pastor Gus. I have to go home and relearn it. So this week I was watching. I think it was a little bit of a hitch on Saturday, but 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, they are getting to that scripture. There is a great advantage of using the scripture with the with the backstory of generosity because mm-hmm. we all recite that verse all the time, mm-hmm. but we've never really put it together that this is where God's generosity, where God wants us to flourish is coming. So I don't think after the four weeks with <laughs> Pastor Josh, anybody is going to forget that scripture. <laughs> I think we, we even challenge them, make sure your grandkids know. Make sure they know, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I, I can say this, I won't give you a name, but somebody came up yes this week after the church and that is really their tattoo. Tattoo? Yeah, John 3.16 tattoo uh, on your arm. They just went like this. And I said, brother, that's awesome. <laughs> so, Did you say that was your tattoo? I will show. That was somebody else who just showed me that. So he just validated. So my... Yeah. My plan with that person is to continue to encourage him to be generous. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And then just to kind of close out with that John 3.16, several things that uh, kind of closing out of uh, just some statements. Uh, Jesus brought the system of the kingdom of God. Mm. Yeah. And then Jesus is the structure as the sacrifice of the kingdom for the world. Mm. And... When we, kind of getting into the roles, when we are part of the kingdom as the church, we have roles and responsibilities. So hitting that last Mm -hmm. statement, because we're on that last little bit of role, as a church, kind of without still on the cliffhanger, without giving us everything, how is our attaching our roles and responsibility as a church and just us as individuals, as believers? Yeah. Well, and just just to really emphasize once again, Jesus ushering in God's kingdom. It's the already but not yet, and that's yeah. the system. Yeah. And that's part of, once again, the backstory of generosity is actually seeing that system in play in Genesis 1 and 2. And you know with, with the system that God creates, his kingdom, things flourish. Mm-hmm. So the structure, and that's why, you know, and I basically I'm putting it in language that I had just explained, but Jesus is the structure. And, 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 and to even go deeper in that, we actually saw, or we actually see in the Old Testament, a foreshadowing of this temple structure. And so the temple is the place where God's presence and his glory dwelt. Mm-hmm. And it was also in that structure where you had 
a sacrificial system within that structure. Just like in the structure of human, you know, human beings, we have a di- digestive systems, right? So, so just think about it. In some of these structures, you have these little micro systems that mm-hmm. work, but, but in this, in this temple structure, you had the sacrificial system that God had, had erected in order for his people to engage with him, right? And they had to follow that structure and the system therein to a T to be able to engage him on the terms that he had set. Well, you foreshadow, mm-hmm. or you for, you, you know, yeah, you, and it foreshadowed the coming of Jesus. And so when Jesus came, uh, we see in John 1 that the word became flesh and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. So Jesus is the tabernacle. He is the temple. He is the structure of God. Mm-hmm. And he is the structure in which God's presence and glory dwelt. That's the reason why John says, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten son of God. Well, so now within that structure, Jesus is the perfect sacrifice that for one, as Hebrews talks about, he will sacrifice himself once and for all. We don't have to have another temple system, mm-hmm. a structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus was it. Yeah. And so, but he had to do it in order for human beings who are marred and 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 sin. Mm. He had to do it so that we can enter into the system of God's kingdom. And so, by doing that, by by making that pathway, he gave birth to the church, mm-hmm. which is now. This is pretty cool. We are now the temple. We're the temple of God. Why? Because now the church is where God's presence and his glory dwells. You say, well, where's the sacrifices? Well, you ever read Romans 12? Mm-hmm. And to offer your bodies as Step what? Living oh, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm about to preach and have a spell. <laughs> because here's the thing. Let me ask you this. How are you offering your bodies? Yeah. Because are, are you offering it out of generosity yeah. because towards the people and things that you love to bring it about flourishing, or are you being stingy and withholding your body as a living sacrifice? And so, because again, when in the in the Old Testament, you had the you had you had all of these kinds of sacrifices that they had, but like the first fruits, I give my best. But here we have this opportunity because of what Jesus has done on our behalf, because of His generosity, because of His love. Now, because we've been birthed out of God's love uh, through through the death and resurrection of Jesus, now we actually not only are the structure of God where his presence dwells, but now we can offer our bodies, our time, our talents, and our treasures, as we'll talk about next week, in a way that demonstrates the generosity of God to produce flourishing in the people and things mm. that we love. Mm. 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 Yeah. I wish you could uh, see us here. We were all silent because we we're just writing away. Trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so, uh, to connect that. But yeah, I mean, so have you? Let me ask you: Have you ever thought about the the church being the the you know, in some sense, the temple, and then connecting Romans twelve, offering our bodies like that's the sacrifice now. Yeah. Like we we don't have to sacrifice bulls and goats or anything anymore. No, the 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 sacrifices that we give are now our bodies into the service yeah. of God's exactly. kingdom. And a, something yeah. connected from previous. Now it's goes deeper. It's not just money, as we talked about. It's not just money. It's not just money. <laughs> like it's you, you sitting out there and you like, I'm broke as a joke. The only thing I got in my my pants pocket is lint. Listen, you still <laughs> can be generous 
with your bodies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and continuing on, uh, and Pastor Gus, yes. uh, and, and we were talking about roles and responsibility and, and how we uh, can continue on. And in Philippians, you know, we see Paul, he's interacting with the church of Philippi mm-hmm. and that modeling of, of generosity in a letter. How do you see us in our lives and the church also just seeing how Paul did the modeling, how we should? Do you want to just restart that section and yeah. ask that question again? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, call Steve was... is going to kill me. <laughs> uh, Steve, may we not be generous. <laughs> Oops. I, I actually thought yesterday, are you going to run the... the he did not miss. You want me to die? <laughs> I said, Luke, why would I want you to die? Oh, poor Luke. Poor Luke. Luke sorry. Yeah. Great. All, yeah, he all shocked my, me. All my fidgeting over here. I had to take a double take. <laughs> he want me to die. You're going to die. That's awesome. All right. Yes. Hold on. So if you just want to start with that, asking that question, sort of starting over that. Okay, yeah, because it was right at the beginning. Uh, so, Pastor Gus, mm-hmm. um, you know, bringing in those roles and responsibilities, we see, and what you uh, speak about is uh, in Philippians, mm-hmm. the letter of Paul, just how he interacted with the church of Philippi and how he modeled generosity and using an example. Can you s- expand upon, you know, how that modeling affects us and the church today and now? Yes, it does, Joe. I think before you get to the book of Philippians, you want to see, we heard Pastor Joe say that the church is the systems and structures in the service of the kingdom of God. So this is not just about the, the church in Philippi. If we are going to be, you know, we talk about a flourishing church, it's a partner in the mission of God. So what you see there, the church is born out of God's generosity, don't forget John 3.16 again, because if God loved, he gave eternal life. That is the kingdom of God. Eternal life starts now. So when you think about Paul planting a church, he is just expanding the generosity of God. Well, how do we see that? I think I see that in the book of Philippians, because what was the first thing that Paul did when he went to this section of Europe? The first thing he did was to proclaim the gospel. Mm. So the gospel is where you start as a flourishing person because the gospel is in John 3, 16. So you read that verse, God love he gave. So Jesus is the center and Jesus is the center of the church. So we cannot in any way deny that, that the book of Philippians is just about one church. It's about the whole church flourishing for the kingdom of God. But as you look at that church in Philippi, what they were bringing out is that if we are going to flourish for the kingdom of God, we proclaim the gospel. (laughs) So we see that the message of of the gospel, which it's also began in Genesis 1, 2, 3, you have the gospel being given there. So generosity of the gospel, generosity of the church is well played out. And also, I think I'll mention this, that it's not just for corporate church, but this is for the individuals who make up the church, the small C church and the big C church. So every church that wants to flourish we be able to show the generosity of God by the gospel that is the center, that is the, the, the bedrock of why they exist. So that's, that, there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing, this message we have just heard is really talking about 
It's not a standalone, but it's connected. Mm-hmm. It's connected from the mission of God. It's connected even back to transition in my own mind. That's where I was going in preparing that they are all connected. But this standalone still links us with the generosity of God, the mission of God, and how we're going to finish with the backstory of generosity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and if you think about the church at Philippi, Again, it goes back to this idea of love, the foundation of generosity. And you you read in chapter 4 where Paul writes, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. Again, you're not going to share love to towards people and things that you don't love. And so when that and that's where, you know, I love what, you know, I love what Gus is talking about as, as he it's not a standalone because, you know, generosity, ultimately, this is what, we, you know, this is kind of where we're building up to is that generosity is actually going to be embedded into the people of God towards the things that God loves mm-hmm. and the people God loves. So if God loves lost people, people far from God then his generous people will be given towards gospel outreach. And so, and then if you think about like the church at Philippi, there was only, they were the only ones, Paul, could you imagine? The apostle Paul, the greatest Christian missionary ever to walk planet earth, only one church gave to him. Good night. <laughs> you know, could you could you imagine all the other you know uh, churches kind of represented in 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 heaven right now? And Pos Ball's there, and uh, loser, loser. And I'm joking. I'm joking. He he wouldn't do that because every you know in, in heaven everything's perfect. But they they probably they were probably like, well, we're sorry, Paul. We we didn't know. Well, hang on. Well, it's not that you didn't know. You didn't love. Mm. Because again, what what God puts in us is this generous spirit towards the things and people that He loves, and so that's why you have Philippians being such a generous church, mm. is because they actually tapped into the heart of God. Yes, and so if you run across a greedy church, that 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 shows you that that church has not tapped into the heart of God. And I'll go ahead and give you let's put up some more, you know, hooks for next week. All right, so 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 think about think about the words that that you would even use because words can be a treasure or they can steal. Mm-hmm. Right? So how are you using your words in just the structure of church? See, if you use your words to cut down and to tear down, that is not exposing the generous nature of God. It's actually exposing the greedy nature of Satan. Mm. And so how you even use your words mm. will either determine whether or not you are you are embodying the generous spirit of God mm. towards the people and things that God loves, or you're tearing down the very things that God loves. You, you know, so that's where, you know, you really have to start looking at generosity in totality, not in isolation to just money. Yeah. You, you know, so, uh, so in, could you imagine a church that is comprised of generous people mm. of, of time? Talents, treasures, like we're going, we're going to look at that next week, but, but we actually see it. If you really kind of want to see what it looks like in practice, what Gus preached on, look at Philippians. 
And and this is a church. That's a good point there, Pastor Josh just made. The words that Paul in the church wanted the people, mm. there was no complaining. They were grateful people. Mm. These people were not only uh, avoiding to complain and gripe. Yeah, you still all, always have those people in the church, and Paul really addressed them in chapter three. He, he does. Well, yeah. chapter two, well, chapter four. Yes. Like he's like you, Yodia. Yeah. I plead with you, yeah. Syntyche, be of yeah. the same mind. Like stop, stop, stop your complaining. complaining. Yeah, yeah. Like stop yeah, complaining. Yeah. So a generous with your words is to build. Yeah. Well, this was not a church that was founded easy, easy. You know, you, we've looked at the story there that Paul really suffered. You know, he's in prison twice. He was in prison in Philippi, but he planted a church. He didn't complain about that. Now he's in prison in Rome and he's penning this letter to them. You know, the words he used over and over, be rejoice, mm. give thanks. You see, when we are generous people with our words, we are grateful people by what we say. Mm. So the, the church that is partnering for the gospel, for the church, we watch our words. Now, today there are many ways you say, well, I didn't say that. But I posted it, I liked mm. it, I had mm-hmm. it, or I shared it. You yes. are doing the same thing. Why don't we have the things that I'm calling the same passage in this church? It said, whatsoever things are pure, true. He goes on all of those. Think on these things. Yeah. Mm. So a generous church is generous with your words, is generous with your gifts, because they were the church that gave him money, mm. but also a, a generous church, as Paul modeled here to your question earlier, they were content. You know, the, a contentment mm. is going to come out of a generous church. Mm. Is that mm. not linked with John three sixteen again? Mm. Yeah. That generosity is there, yeah. you are content. So we'll see that the church that is to model the systems and structures of King Jesus mm. is really going to be the church that is partnering with the gospel. And everything you go through in the church, don't forget, you're going to be a model for others coming. Yeah. Wow. And then yeah, and look at uh, look at Philippians 2, where Paul mentions Epaphroditus. And I had mentioned Epaphroditus in our last Tau Holder yes, yes. rally. But he talks about how no, that I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare and then we see that he has given his life for for the cause of Christ, and he was the one that 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 the the church at Philippi had sent to Paul with the money, you know. And so he served Paul. But but here's here's what generosity. And again, I mean, this is the hook. This is the bait that, that's coming down. But but again, we see it in in, in uh, Philippians. Is that if you really want to know what a generous person looks like in action, Epaphroditus would be a great great example of that. You know, and so here he is. He's given his life uh, to the cause of Christ, and so, and Paul's like, no one else is like him. And mm. if we lost him, there's this huge loss. Like, let me ask you this: this is this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do you miss like? Uh, and think think about what what greedy people do, mm-hmm. not only to individuals but to the structures that they inhabit. Mm-hmm. Do you miss a greedy person when they're gone? Mm. Oh no! Mm. No! Uh, yeah! No! No! You no! Miss no! That. Forget about him. But, Did I say that? <laughs> but think about a gener- generous person. Yes. Do you miss a generous person? Yes. Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! I mean, you, you miss, and that's why. Like, I mean, I, I mean, and that's why I love. Gosh, I, you, you know, uh, North and family friends. That's why I love extra takes because we're, we're able to expound. But could you imagine? There are so many homes out there throughout the years that when kids actually grew up. 
and left the home, they don't really miss their dad because he wasn't present. Mm -hmm. He wasn't generous. You know, see, you miss generous people. You you, you don't miss greedy people (laughs) that take, that suck life out of you. And so, but this is where where Jesus has has really begun the transformation process in his believers, is that by now, his nature inside of us, we have the capacity not to just do generous things, but to be generous. Where, Where now, again, think about it this way. If the church was taken from the world. Ooh. What what would happen? Mm. I mean, so so that's where, like, so generosity. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to paint the picture of how big, yes, yes, generosity is. Yes, I mean, huge. This is yes. turning into a vision casting series. Oh gosh, yes, yes. yes. I mean, so so even think about the Red Cross. Think, think, yes. think about the Red Cross. I mean, where, where where did the Red Cross ever come from? I mean, this is again, people think of the Red Cross even as a secular institution, but remove the Red Cross. I mean, that the Red Cross was birthed out of the church. Yes. Salvation Army, YSA. Yeah, all of it, yeah, yes. yeah. And, and we wonder why, you know, in the Western world, all of these things, like even universities, like Yale, Princeton, mm-hmm. all, all, they were founded by the church. church yeah. So, again, if you would have removed the church over the last several thousand years— well, I say several, I mean the last 2,000. Several means three or more, but, you, you know, the last couple of thousands of years too. I mean, like what, what the world, how impoverished would the world be yeah, without the church? That's, well, wow, think that's about what we're yeah. doing this month that's of it. November. Mm-hmm. You know, we are showing that the church is the place where the generosity is shown for the sanctity of life. So we all, we don't want the world, the church to be removed out of the world. So all of these things we are talking about that the church has a place, but that is the individuals in the church. They have to be able to live that um, generous life. So we see the church as the generosity of God that is expanding in all spheres of life. So all we're talking about this month of November, you saw that today, you will see it for the next three weeks is the generosity of God for his people, to all peoples. Wonderful. Amen. That's it. Amen. So as we uh, wrap up um, with this, any final thoughts about, I mean, we've been talking a, a lot and have hit a lot. So any final thoughts or even any more little uh, nuggets you want to throw out there to kind of hook us in for next week of generosity and how vital it is or how we're supposed to live anything else. I have a feeling I'm going to just get the word cliffhanger and you have to come, but you know, at least want to try. Cliffhanger. <laughs> the last one before he gets back for the yes. last two. What I, am, I have said in this message is that a flourishing church is a hallmark of God's mission. And if God's mission is for us to redeem and, and also all spheres of life, then what we're looking at to finish generosity in the next two messages, we're going to be seeing how do we do that? You know, what are the patterns that God has given and how are we going to be passionate about? So I believe that as we are looking at the church and then in this backstory of generosity, Pastor Josh has two key things 
I said two, he can make that to four. <laughs> but I meant two messages that yeah. he still has to yeah. give in the backstory of generosity. So tell us about that. Yeah, so what's coming up this week is the pattern of generosity or the tools. So we, we, we know that what undergirds generosity or what generosity is founded upon is love. You'll never be generous towards the people or things that you don't love. We know now the purpose and we know how to actually, we know what goes into. We, we actually know the secret sauce of, of flourishing now. Like, I don't know if people have ever really thought through what is it, what, what constitutes flourishing, right? What, what, what are the ingredients you need to flourish? Now we'll actually look at, now that we know what the ingredients are, now we have the pattern or the tools to bring about flourishing. And so these tools, our time, our talents, and our treasures, and how we leverage them are the tools in which generosity is built hmm. uh, or displayed, maybe is the better word to say. And so because we're, we're building flourishing, but we're displaying generosity to bring about flourishing. So, so that's what's coming, and I cannot, I mean, I cannot wait. To do so. Well, Northland family, friends, it has been such a pleasure and joy uh, talking with you, going deeper in this extra takes segment. Know that you are loved and you are loved by God. And so have a wonderful rest of your day and week. Blessings. Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.